0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I'm pleased today to be joined by Ilya Markov. He leads up marketing at a company you might have heard of before if you're in the agency or consulting industry called Toggle. Of course, they're very well known for their time tracking software, but they also have planning and hiring software. And what's interesting about Toggle is they're used by over 70,000 teams across the world. I was on your website just recently, and I saw that like 67,000 people signed up for Toggle last week. So the scale, you know, some of the biggest organizations in the world have teams using Toggle. So I'm really fascinated to have a conversation about what has been a hot topic as of late, time tracking, do's and don'ts. Is it good? Is it bad? How is it changing from the perspective of someone that is seeing it at such a massive scale and one of the leading companies in the space. So with all that, Ilya, thanks so much for joining us today. And thanks for having me, Marcel. I'm really glad to be here. Well, we have had the opportunity to work together with content on a couple of different platforms, and you were gracious enough to have me come in and uh, do some content with Toggle as part of the agency academy and resources that you're putting together there. So we've had a chance to kind of shoot the shit about time tracking and uh, share our perspectives. So I'm really excited to bring that to the episode today. But before I get into all of this, I wanna give you an opportunity in your own words to explain what Toggle does for anyone that somehow has not heard of you.
1: So T- Toggle, as you described very well, Toggle is a suite of tools. Uh, we're very well known for our time tracking uh, software uh, used by, as you said, like thousands of, of teams and individuals of, of all sizes. Um, we also have um, a uh, the Plan, which is a project management slash uh, resource and capacity management tools, also a good fit for um, service organizations. and then we also have another tool called Togo hire which helps uh, you know teams and companies in, in different uh, areas to to hire the best talent. But above all, Togo is a, is a group of people who are dedicated to helping what we call knowledge service businesses. Um, be successful, wherever they are, however big they are in terms of the of the team size, whether it's solos or companies of thousands of people, um, and be successful with with what they have, uh, their knowledge and their time. At the end of the day.
0: And so, what's interesting about Toggle, uh, the company's been around since early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken. 2000. Uh... Two thousand seven, I believe. Uh, I keep forgetting
1: the the exact year, but the last big recession was uh, like one of the big um, precipices that kind of spurred the the creation of Togo.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so the company's been around uh, for a while. Obviously, not since before time tracking started. That's probably a an age old practice that goes back thousands of years. But um, in in the modern light been around for, I think, a big sea change in terms of how time tracking is being used and how it's being perceived, especially in professional services and agencies. So I'd love to chat because this is something we can go back and forth on for a while about your perspective on what's changed about time tracking, both in terms of how it's being used and how it's being viewed in our space over the last couple of decades.
1: Um, so one thing that we definitely see a lot of is uh, nowadays very few companies, very few organizations, even very few individuals, freelancers, charge for their time by the hour. Uh, So we see, uh, you know, the proliferation of pricing models, such as project-based, even value-based pricing, a lot more. However, what this doesn't change is, in our view, at least is the necessity to understand where your most valuable resource is going, because at the end of the day, yes, we we talk about <clears throat> knowledge work and providing a service on the base of that knowledge, but that's not done uh, unless your knowledge is fully productized, which I don't think many people have have, have gotten to this point yet. But that knowledge is still applied under uh, a, a time vector, and and that that's what makes time uh, what we call the most, the most important resource.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. Like my, our perspective at Paraquito on this is that, you know, you're like any industry, we're seeing increased pressure on margins in consulting and professional services. And I think that's a result of two forces. The first is the, uh, squeezing of essentially the leverage on labor, um, which I think is ultimately a really good thing. People work fewer hours than they used to. It used to be pretty common if you worked at a consulting firm, you kind of expect it to not have a life and you expect it to not get paid very well. And your evenings and weekends were largely subsidizing overruns on projects and mismanagement of scope and those kinds of things. That's not the case anymore. So it's great for the teams that are working in the business, but of course it's harder for the business to be profitable and to have good margins when Essentially, the labor that they're getting from their team is half of what it used to be, but is now, thankfully, actually what they're (laughs) contractually getting uh, when they hire somebody. And on the flip side, you know, of course, increased competition, the globalization of competition, which was really pushed forward by COVID. So we're now competing globally as opposed to locally. And the response to your point from our point of view has been two things, specialization. More focus from most of these firms doing fewer things for fewer clients and going deeper into that, which creates both the ability for them to charge premium rates as well as find efficiency and regular process on the back end and the proliferation of these more advanced pricing models. So generally, because the firms are more specialized, they're taking on more risk. Flat rates, project-based rates, retainers that are flat, all that kind of stuff. And the mistake I see so many people make is they think, well, because we're not charging by the hour, that means that we don't have to track this time, right? Because time yeah. used to be seen as this thing that you tracked for the client. But the shift now is, well, now that's something you're tracking for yourself. Because to your point, you need to understand where the the largest cost in the firm, which is going to be anywhere from 50 to 65% of your costs are going it's your people and where their time is going. And to your point, even if we're charging purely on value, the revenue capacity of the business still comes down to how much time we have available to us to deploy against those kind of value-based contracts. So um, the, the way in which it's being used has shifted, but what I'm finding is there's still a lot of negative sentiment towards time tracking, especially from people who had the misfortune of working in consulting and agencies uh, a decade ago, back when the culture around time tracking was different um, that are now being projected on the time tracking now and a lot of misunderstandings. I'd love to unpack, like, what is some of the pushback or some of the grievances that you hear a lot from people when you start talking about time tracking in this industry?
1: Absolutely. It's it's something we hear uh, a lot uh, from, from even from customers we speak to very often uh our sales team would start a conversation with with a new potential customer, and they'll say something like, "I would love to have time tracking for the for the clarity and transparency it will give me, but I just don't know how to introduce to my team. Um, I, I feel very uncomfortable uh, doing that. Um, you know, me being a dogo, it's actually for me it's very easy to talk about this because uh, our whole company ethos uh, is around the idea that time tracking is not uh, a tool that you can use for uh, surveillance or micromanagement. Um, Toggle, the way it's built, makes it a very bad fit for that. There's literally no way to to, um, monitor your employees using Toggle. We don't take screenshots or any of those made-up activity metrics that you see in, in some other tools. Um, and like, I'm not even speaking about some of the spookier things that I've, I've heard about, like using the webcam to kind of take pictures of, of the person and, and so on. Um, for two reasons, first, the ethical one, it's, it's just bad practice, bad business. We don't really want to encourage this, uh, in, in any formal sense. And the second one, which is probably even more important, well, I don't know if it's more important, but from the business point of view, it's probably more important in the sense that this type of monitoring just doesn't work. I mean, if you're lucky enough to grow your company, what are you going to do? Like, you're not going to be able to check the screenshots of 1000 people. Are you going to hire another thousand people to just police everyone else? Um, How, how is that going to work? It's, it's just not a fair, uh, it's, not a productive business practice, let me put it that way. Um, so we try to be very clear about that from 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 the get-go. Uh, if we have people coming to talk to us about that use for time tracking, we usually just point them in the direction of a of a competitor who might be a better fit for them. Um, we still see that even with that, limita- these limitations within the software, some uh, owners, managers try to use time tracking as a management or micromanagement tool. But again, it's something that doesn't scale very well.
0: Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to paraquitocom forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at And With that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you've described is is aligned with kind of what we see as well. And what's interesting about this is, you know, you talk about surveillance and the negative effects that it has on a lot of these things. What's interesting to me is the ultimate level, of course, with time tracking data is that you're closing the loop in that the people that are submitting the timesheets are then going to have that data reflected back to them, and you're going to recruit them into a conversation about what can we learn from this, right? But that is the feedback loop that's missing in so many firms where the only people looking at this stuff are the owners or the management team. and. Because that feedback loop isn't there, because the team isn't privy to how the information is being used, they'll often come up with their own story in their mind about how it's being used without having been given that clarity. And that story is usually one of surveillance, whether that's happening or not, it usually comes down to it's surveillance, it's productivity, they're trying to see if I'm working a lot. I'm going to make it seem like I'm working 40 hours a week, even though I'm not. I'm going to make it seem like it took me four hours to do this task, even though it only took me two. When you get into these kinds of dynamics, when you start seeing this kind of stuff in your time tracking data, it should be a really clear sign that, hey, the way in which we're communicating about this and the level at which we're involving our team is not adequate. However, I find that the blocker that most teams have to closing that feedback loop and getting the information back in front of their team is they don't have enough confidence in their ability to understand and model the data. And so of course they're hesitant to then open it up because if they do that, then they're gonna expose all of their, you know, the flaws in their thinking or their misunderstanding. So what are some of the keys to getting the right implementation and building that level of confidence so that you can then actually open this up and turn it into fuel for productive conversations and buy-in and all the good things that can come from having transparency around this data? Mm -hmm. we like to talk about several principles when it comes to time tracking.
1: First of all, uh, we believe everyone should do it. Everyone on the team, uh, you know, kind of to build the habit um, and instill the behavior and still make it part of the culture sort of thing. Then introduce it to the team, explain what the benefit is to everyone. And then you have to kind of show how that benefits every member of the team. So, um, go and have conversations about uh in a in a very non-aggressive way if you like go and have the conversations about um you like we expect you to clock in 30 hours maybe a week but you've actually been clocking more so we need to figure out how to get you to those 30 hours so you're not working too much so have these beneficial conversations which show every member of the team how uh, the data they're generating is actually used to, to help them out not just to kind of another one, uh, is make sure time tracking is not just something that, you know, we introduce it, we teach everyone how to do it. We make it part of the employee handbook. So whenever someone new joins, they kind of read the paragraph on how to do time tracking, but actually keep the education ongoing and also keep improving how you're doing it. So maybe ideas will come from your team on how to, to improve that. But above all, I think what really helps uh, use time tracking productively is just adding as much context to to your data. Um, So not just tracking hours um, that can be done with pen and paper or a spreadsheet, but add as much as much contextual data as possible to to every time entry that you have. So uh, who is this done for client? What project is this for? Um, we, in in toggle Track, you can add tags. So you can say this is development work, or this is debugging work, or this is marketing work, uh, and so on. Just as an example that I can give for, from someone who's actually on the Toggle team right now, who used to, to work for a big agency, because of the way they were doing uh, time tracking, it was just a simple um, timesheet. Even though she was doing a um, repetitive project so similar project for different clients, she always had a very hard time giving an accurate quote when a new client approached the the agency because of because the uh, time tracking data she was generating in that time she lacked this context um, I was talking about mm.
0: Yeah. And I'll add a couple of notes to this in that I think, you know, you mentioned a couple of things that are obviously really important in structure. I think one of the things for everyone to consider if you're listening to this, that we see a lot of teams get caught up in is separating structured from unstructured data in terms of how you set up that schema. So a lot of that metadata is great and you can get it onto a time entry with very low cost. This can be in the form of notes. It can be in the form of notes that are automatically appended to a time entry via some kind of an integration with your project management tool. So you can leverage a lot of the complex, rich information that's sitting outside of the time tracking tool. Um, You might use a task ID and then you can look that information up later. But what is often going to actually work against you is trying to, create really, really tight structure around all of that metadata. So like, if you're trying to enforce a convention, uh, that's like six different. Parameters long in, in terms of how people have to log notes, like it's going to be impossible to maintain that structure is not going to be maintained. All the systems that rely on that structure are going to break and your time tracking compliance is going to go down. So I think in terms of structured data, keep that really small and keep it deliberate and keep those buckets really, really clear and concise, and then look to get all that additional metadata in more of an unstructured way so that you can really balance like the ability to go and get specific insights in a moment in time versus creating all this operational drag that actually ends up uh, making time tracking harder than it needs to be for everyone. But that structure, I think, is, is really a critical component that you mentioned, uh, Ilya. So we've talked a little bit about The change in terms of how time tracking data is seen. We've talked about uh, Toggle's philosophy as it relates to really kind of being anti-surveillance and looking to be more uh, elevated in your position on how you view time tracking. Uh, And I want to note that this isn't just like positioning, although it is important for positioning in such a competitive market to be clear about who you are for and who you're not for. But there's you know a whole page dedicated to this on the website that I'll link in the show notes because I think it's it's pretty fascinating. You, you're very, very clear about mm-hmm. why you don't believe in this practice. Uh, and we've talked about you know some of the best practices for uh, scaling up that Ascension model, elevating our usage of time tracking, getting the right implementation. And one of the things I'm really interested to talk to you about, because again, you have so much perspective, is where you see time tracking going over the next couple of decades. Obviously, there's some exciting new technologies emerging. What's your take on where we're headed with this? Yeah, um, obviously... AI is the, you know, the, the elephant in the room that
1: we have to talk about. Um, I, one very obvious implementation of, of that when it comes to time tracking is just making that process fully automated. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's actually one of the biggest hurdles now to developing the habit, uh, that we see with people like, I mean. I, I definitely drink the Kuwait, cool Aid, but even I, even I don't wake up feeling excited to track my time for the day. <laughs> so making uh, improvements in that area can definitely help, and it will also help from the point of view of being it making it much easier to get to this level of clarity where data is generated automatically, and then you can kind of get yeah. the insights from from that data. However, yeah. the way we see it at Togo, uh, we believe that two. Other big areas where time tracking is going and where we can make an impact and make the experience even better. One is the exactly this level of insight and what we do with the data, how we analyze it, how we understand it, and how we apply it to make um, decisions about the business and, and improve our our businesses. Um, that's one area, and the other one is something that I. Kind of touched upon, but using uh, again that data generated to kind of get to a level where you're proactive in what you need to do. So, being able to hire before uh, you are pressed by all the work that you have to, the, all the client work that you have to do, or kind of getting an early warning signal that it's time to start bring to start generating new business because um, you're about to kind of wrap it up with a few clients or you might lose uh, someone so mm-hmm. these are three specific areas where i think the market for time tracking is exciting
0: yeah i agree and i'm going to say things that you're probably not allowed to say that are more specific in terms of like how, how i imagine this stuff uh, will mm-hmm. work because <laughs> i don't i don't have any implications into your roadmap but um, I agree. I think that's the progression. The first order of business has to be compliance because time tracking data is really only as useful as it is complete. And there's so much opportunity to improve compliance or, or I should say remove friction from time tracking. Mm-hmm. But I think what's going to be interesting to your point earlier, is the data privacy surveillance kind of aspects of this, because so much of this will be you as the user opting into having what you're doing monitored. And I think it's going to be important for companies, and I would imagine that You know, of all the different ways of doing this, Toggle will likely be, based on the philosophies you've had so far, one of the companies that allows an employee to store that information locally in in an encrypted way and not have it be, you know, uh, pushed out to their employer to, you know, not have that data sold off to people, you know, and, and all of these data management practices that I think the more we allow monitoring of what we're doing to then be turned into time tracking data or to be appended to a time entry, We're going to need to have pretty tight controls at the user level in terms of like transparency on how that information is being shared. But I think the opportunity to enrich time entries and to help remove friction from time tracking is massive with AI. And to your point, also inferring, um, inferring and getting value out of that information is going to be huge. The one thing that I think a lot of people are overlooking is how important the structure of the data is going to be to getting those insights. Because even now in training AI models, so much of the cost and time goes into creating structured data sets to train these models on. Um, So that's something that is still going to be important. And I think the earlier you get on top of your data structure, the more likely it'll be that you'll be able to get value out of those kinds of features and functionality in the future when you know, instead of a reporting environment inside of a tool like Toggle, there's a chatbot. and you just ask it a question like, hey, uh, you know, how many people worked overtime in the last six weeks? And it just tells you, well, there needs to be a certain amount of structure for an AI to be able to go in, make that inference and give you that information. So the better structured your data is, the more value you'll be able to get historically as those kinds of engines are tied into your data set. So uh, I think it's really exciting. Uh, to your point, Ilya, I'm I'm really uh, hopeful for where all of this is going to take us. Yes, me
1: too. I'm I'm very excited as well. And um, as I said, I think it's like lots of th-
0: very interesting things coming up in the in the industry. So, with all that, uh, we've had a great conversation. Where can people go and find more information about you and what you're doing at Toggle? Uh, so, Toggle is uh, just Toggle at dot
1: com, uh, it's spelled T O W G L, so without, without the E at the end, uh, it's fairly easy to, to find us there. Me, probably the best place is by just typing my name in LinkedIn or Twitter, uh, and if you have any questions or just want to geek out about time tracking, uh, I'm always happy and excited to talk about it.
0: Awesome. So with that, we'll have links uh, in the show notes to Toggle's website, uh, to their statement on anti-surveillance, and links to your LinkedIn and Twitter, Ilya. And for everyone listening at home, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you very much, Marcel. Great to be here. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast, I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this and it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeta.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.